let's try one more time facing the mic and actually talking like okay. not like talking low all right so so try to face try to face the mic right okay. when you talk because if you're not talking into the mic then it's not yeah. gonna be able to hear you anyway all right right if so i'm talking low like this and like if that doesn't work anyway yeah you know no because I mean? we're talking right. yeah we're completely the right. point of the podcast is we're talking we're talking and we need to be heard, heard. Yeah. So I think, and then so the computer level was on a hundred. Um, I think video wise, it doesn't look bad. Us this close together, yeah. it's really not that big of a deal. My only concern is well, we need to get, you. You need to come closer too. Like you need to come closer. I like think that. my only concern. I think the good picture is like that. With just yeah, honestly, that back. looks good. I think the biggest concern is just an hour of sitting in this position. Whether well, or not. I felt that's the whole point of the the point of the podcast is like that it's in the in the van. No, 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 no. I know, but we have to We're like sit here. No, but we have to like sit here yeah. and face the microphone. Yeah. I mean, maybe it would sound fine with us like this, but I feel like after an hour, maybe you would want to maybe shift positions. Right, but most podcasts that you're that you you watch, they're you're in a fixed position anyway. If you want to in a face position against either a, across from each other or they're like almost like this you know we are in a van like knee to knee right now so yeah, that is true i'm not i don't which isn't a big we are deal close. but it's I a feel, small van but i feel like if van. i was able to kind of sit here like this well, you can do whatever you want yeah but i don't know I'm if i'd still... be able to hear you like if i was able to sit here like this and kind of yeah. just chill and we could talk I don't know, but that's what we're doing. Though. That's what the podcast. Is. No, 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 no. That's I know. I'm just talking about. So I'm just talking about. By the way, I want to use this because I, I think that this is good. I know, but I'm. I'm just. I like this. I'm just talking about if the microphone's gonna like it. I think the microphone will like it. I think if you speak loud enough, I get yeah. that you haven't want, but it's. It comes back to like you need to just make the best of. of yeah. Your situation. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <clears throat> so. So if we're not heard, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> if. If, right. if yeah no well let's see let's see if this picked up what we were saying I think we should just keep rolling I think we should keep going I think this is fine I think we this have all no good idea stuff. if anybody has heard us I yet. think that I think that the mic is picking up on this and it's doing the best job that it can De- if, it's definitely doing the best job okay it can. if it's not going, I'm not a computer guy if this isn't gonna work we're just talking right fine we're talking about if it <laughs> doesn't <laughs> we've if been it here doesn't work. we've done that all right fine fuck it Right. All right. There so we go. If it doesn't so work, then this is it. This was a, a rolling start. Yeah, exactly. I like this it. is what you wanted. You <laughs> wanted the rolling start into it, and that's what you got. Yeah. I mean, got to make the best. Got to make the most of what you got, right? It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, clearly you have here. Wish we can get like a, at some point you got to get like a pan of, everything yeah. here. Yeah. While sitting in the van. No, it really is a nice job here, and it's super comfortable in here, honestly. On it, but yeah. I would say the best addition is, is this little table. We the have table here. is, I know it is. The problem is that there isn't a ton of space to, to move the, the stuff around, mm. as you can see. But I was gonna do that before we got here. You got here. I didn't really have time <laughs> to prepare for you to get here, but I would have packed away this stuff yeah. a lot better. But it works. You yeah. can see that it works, and. Uh, I'm probably gonna. I don't know. Last time I did this, I I just slept on this bench. Oh, you didn't even take it down. No, I was just. I too, mean, why? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I mean, slept on this bench. I, I slept mean, on a couch when, before. When my girl's not here, I can just sleep on. And sleep I, for one. It feels right. Yeah, and then I yeah. wake up and I can make breakfast with. The beautiful this. table, and then yeah, when you the and table. then when you have a guest here, you have a queen size bed in the back of the van. Exactly. Super modular. Yeah, it's modular. I mean, that's the whole thing with being in a van. Literally everything you have has to be able to function as more than one thing. Yeah. I mean, you really you really learn what what's what you need and what you don't yeah. need. Yeah. I mean, your entire life possessions yeah. at this point are either inside the van or on top of the van. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's amazing. You know, I grew up, like, wishing, like, not wanting to go all the way back home you know it's like just waking up with all your stuff at the beach or wherever you want if you're whatever whatever you're into you got to you got to wake up in your element 
Like, and it's a pretty special thing. Yeah, and I feel like you were an advertisement for it could literally be anything. At first it was the beach yeah. and surfing. Yeah. Then it became the desert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, completely opposite yeah. of it. You know, you can kind of, like, choose whatever path. And then it became the mountains. Mountains. And then, honestly, my favorite was the potatoes in Idaho. Yeah, bata- <laughs> yeah potatoes with the S, dude. Uh, I want to pull this up. If we can pull this up, uh, Treader, that would be perfect. Oh, Treader, pull up the picture <laughs> of the sign in Idaho that said potatoes, all caps. And then, like, they forgot to make the S. Like, they only had one potato. The education system's not great out there, but how's, how are the yeah. potatoes? Yeah. The russet potatoes. They were good? Russets, yeah. Uh, they were really good. Uh, you know, if a, if a normal potato <laughs> is, like, an eight on the scale, okay, this potato is, like, like, a nine. Or, like, if a normal potato is, like, a seven Mm. this was like an eight just like a step above now how do they recommend cooking potatoes because they definitely have the best recipe for cooking yeah dude whatever whatever you like really like how do you like your potatoes like how do you you go when you go to all american yeah and they put the potato in the little french fry creator yeah i don't know then they they pull it down to get the just a big bucket of fresh yeah thick cut french fries yeah and then they just and then they deep fry those oh yeah of course deep fried yeah of course that's the best for everything. So you just like French fries. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah, but there's different quality of French fries. You know, you go to Five Guys or All-American, and they go straight potato to fryer. Yeah. Potato fryer with some salt. At All-American, the prices are low. Price are always but low But the taste American. is hot. Taste is great for, taste what is, is it, like great. a 260 something burger? Yeah. Or you can go, Corey orders off the secret menu, uh, grilled cheese. I didn't know there was a secret menu there. There is a secret menu. Oh, that's good yeah, to when know. Mass Pequa. Yeah. Um, and you go there for lunch about three days a week for lo- uh, in high school. Yeah, you order, and Chris Kiernan does this too, I believe. Uh, hamburger bun and then cheese, and they go straight on the grill. Oh, wow, yeah. Corey orders about six of them. Yeah, Corey <laughs> has like those, those, uh, those weird things that he just gets, that he just loves it. He's like obsessed with it. He just does a lot of it, you know. Like if he likes, if he finds out that he likes grilled cheese, he just gets a bunch of it. Yes, yeah. I, I def, I definitely would be about that. Yeah, no, but, all, um, all Americans is fine. But the potatoes are, the potatoes in Idaho is they, gr- I guess they grow the most <laughs> potatoes out of. They look good. I was honestly, so I, I was. So if we super could pull that up, Treader, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> amount of potato, like who grows the most potatoes in America, it must be Idaho. It's got to be Idaho. Idaho is known for that. Yeah, yeah, I was I was honestly so surprised about all the things in the middle of the country that you saw that were actually like worthwhile. Yeah. Of seeing. Worthwhile. Worthwhile. Yeah. Worthwhile of seeing in the middle of the country. I feel like everyone oh, yeah. just goes to the coasts. Yeah. And kind of avoids that inner inner area. Yeah. But you, I mean, you kind of had no choice. Yeah. To do to it. Drive I feel like most people just go screw it and go fly over. I love I love uh, the those the places where. Where nobody else is, mm-hmm. I don't know why there are more people there. It confuses me why, <laughs> why people are live, why people live on top of each other. Yeah. In cities, I get the cooperation of mm-hmm. everybody has a different job, but it just seems like there's way more uh, societal pressures in cities than there is. You know, you go out into the middle of the country and you're free. Yeah. You feel the freedom that America is all about in the middle of the country, and that's something that most people haven't experienced. Uh, and I feel like most people should experience that. Yeah, it's just open. It's so open. Like, nothing to do. Especially, so not only is it just open, like, being in the van, like, yeah. you gotta fill your time with something. It just yeah. seems like you literally always did. Yeah. Always immersed in whatever community you're in. Mm-hmm. There's always a need to, when you're living in a van, to get water and, mm-hmm. uh, Food. I mean, dude, we we've had the same uh, tank of propane since March. Really? And it is. Uh, oh wow! It's mid-August. And you cook. Twenty bucks from the gas station in San Diego. Holy crap! Has lasted us the same propane, uh, same tank of propane has lasted us now. And you've cooked pretty much every, every day. day. Every I cook day. pretty much every, every day, day on the stove. That's actually really impressive. I didn't realize that. Twenty dollars. 
I didn't realize that. So, you know, you start thinking about your, uh, costs, resources, costs, what you need, mm-hmm. right? What you need. But, um, Some anyway, and yeah, water. I wanted to talk <laughs> to you about, about health. You know, I mean, health is wealth. We all know that. And health, health is the most, wealth. health is the most important thing that you can have. And to, to be able to talk to somebody that is, that's done it, that, that has the credentials, and that has put the time, the energy in to, to learning about it, it's like we must be able to learn something from you now. Wow, yeah. Right? I mean, it seems that it's a big responsibility. But, I mean, it is true. You know, I would say kind of in my universe, I work with, I interact with, you know, everybody's kind of kind of on that same page where we've all kind of been through those experiences and learning. So it's kind of like your baseline knowledge or even more so, you know, I work with, people who are 20, 30 years experienced than me in this area. So it seems like you know absolutely nothing compared to them. And then, honestly, through this pandemic, uh, it was kind of weird being calm, like almost like a like a knowledge base for yeah. a lot of people, yeah. family, friends. I remember you were probably the first person I saw after the lockdown just because you weren't living with family. Um, and you were down in Long Beach, so obviously it was just easy kind of ride from the hospitals and like kind of coming down to you guys and just like speaking to you and just like I remember you and your roommates were just like, what the hell is going on right now? Oh, yeah. And then from there it just stemmed on, you know, to like just people constantly asking me things. And then it's not even just from like the pandemic. It just started growing into more things. Once people started talking to me, it kind of grows and grows and grows. Yeah. And it's good to have that responsibility. I definitely don't know everything. I think the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I feel like that. I feel like that concept alone is like it, it's so powerful because people who, the more people know, like you said, yeah, the more you realize you don't know. And the and more it's you, the, it's yeah. the people who, it's the people who don't, yeah, know. That they don't know. Think, think that they <laughs> exactly. know everything. And then the more you know, the more you realize you need to confide in other people. You know, you know, hey, this is my knowledge base. I know I need to go to someone else who is more of an expert in that knowledge base. And it's just, it's really good, especially when people are interested in asking you about it. Even I got text, you know, two days ago, you know, someone about the vaccine, you know, it's just like, constantly people are just asking questions it's really nice seeing people are very in touch even it you know, didn't come out as a great way but a lot of people are really thinking about their health right now which is yeah. very important yeah and i think this is gonna hopefully stem you know i think for most people positive yeah you know after this really thinking about their health you know i, I have a co-worker who before the pandemic was you know not as healthy, you know, not feeling great. And then all of a sudden COVID happened and he's like, oh shit, I gotta get in shape. And he's in great fucking shape now. Yeah. You know, so I think that's something for a lot of people that they're gonna start doing. Yeah, it made people aware <laughs> of, mm-hmm. made people aware of health in a yeah. way that uh, <clears throat> maybe they haven't been before. Yeah, you know, when you get, honestly, starting with you, with the kids, uh, you know, in PE. Yeah. You know, you've, you spent the entire year, not even as a PE teacher, almost as like almost a health teacher also at this point. Yeah, I was, <laughs> oh, I, I, I mean, I just taught health, I just taught nutrition and, and you know, exercise. I mean, those are the most important things. Yeah, most important and, and especially, things. Especially in the kids. I think that's the most important part. For the kids to know. You know, by time you reach a certain age, you know, most people, not everybody, but a lot of people, are. it's hard for them to kind of change the habits of what they have already. So the fact that you're doing it at such a young age with these little kids, yeah, even if they don't fully understand the concept, at least they have that background-based knowledge. Well, yeah, I mean, it needs to be put in front of you, you yeah. know, I mean, but I, I mean, I just can't help but to think about all the... You know, when you're throughout your schooling, yeah, all of the the different uh, experiences that you've had, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I, I I mean, I think Crazy. about it all the time. I mean, I think about um, what is it like delivering a baby. You know, what perspective does that give you? Or or was, yeah, I mean, what was the what was the the gnarliest gnarliest the Jeez. gnarliest experience you had Gnarl- through school? Okay, so the gnar. Hands down, the gnarliest experience I had. I had a lot. 
Definitely a lot. It depends on depends on the different categories of gnarly you want to get into. I mean, whatever just that for means me, to you. For me, whatever just like speaks out in my mind was I was doing a so I started at like I think I got there at five o'clock in the morning. You kind of get stuff together. You look at a patient. You kind of round with everybody. You go to surgery all day. So it's five o'clock in the morning, and then I'm doing an overnight shift. So it ends up being like twenty. Almost 30 hours, like a 30-hour shift. 30-hour straight. Straight, yeah. yeah. I was a student, so it's not like I had that much responsibility or work to but do. But I had, to, what, I had to be there. I had to do things. That's just what is – that's, like, standard, like, um, working that in, like, healthcare. It's, like, so working 30 hours. It depends. So as a student, yes. As residents, you don't – once you get to a certain level of working, you don't really do that too much. But on that 30-hour shift, so about 3 a.m., the guy I'm working with is like, all right, you can go to sleep. So I lay down for sleep, and I think I was in the deepest sleep I w- I've ever been in. And like 20 minutes later, he comes to my room, wakes me up, and goes, one of our patients had to go into surgery. And I wake up, and I think I'm drunk. Oh, yeah. I start, I like wake, I'm like trying to shake off the sleep because I've been up for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like shaking it up, and I'm walking, and I'm walking, and I'm literally just like so dizzy, and I just like yeah. can't figure out what's going on. Yeah. We go into the operating room. This guy, he was getting blood clots in his arteries, in his in like his belly and his abdomen. Yeah. And they fixed it, and then it happened again, and so we had to go in like three o'clock in the morning, something like that. Call in the surgeon, so he comes running in, puts on these glasses with little why microscopes. Was he, why was he getting blood clots? Um, I don't remember what the exact. What causes blood clots? So what causes blood clots? There's we a, need to know. I mean, the people need to know this. So this, on a basic stuff. level, I mean, there's so many different ways you can get blood clots. You know, there could be hereditary issues. Okay. Some people have their blood, if you want to just, on a basic term, called sticky, just clots easier than others. Smoking, birth control actually can cause uh, increased risk. Um, surgery, not moving around a lot. Um, okay. Being on a plane. You know, yeah. a lot of times they say get up on a plane. Yeah. Because uh, when you're sitting down a lot, your blood pools in your legs. Get on like a plane, like go somewhere? Well, yeah, because you're sitting down for like seven hours straight. Yeah. So what happens is if you don't have good circulation in your legs for yeah. like diabetics, so you, you get a blood overweight on a, on a plane. Because you're not yeah. moving. So okay. they tell you to get up and walk around because yeah, when you yeah, walk, yeah. so your arteries have muscles that pump blood around. Uh-huh. Your veins don't. Okay. So Your arteries have have muscles. Yeah, like little muscles wrapped around it. Kind of pumps. Yeah, like That's why small. if you if you have cut an artery, it like yeah, bursts yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Artery, oh, okay. the muscles in your right, legs squeeze right, right, the blood up. And if you sense. don't move and you don't move your muscles, okay. blood clots. And blood just, you know, when you get a lot of blood together, just okay. sits there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's so many different ways. This guy specifically, I don't remember his original cause, but they put him um, on a medicine – I believe it was because they put him on heparin, and he had heparin-induced thrombocytopenia. He had some reaction allergy to this medicine that's supposed to thin your blood, but it actually did the opposite. Okay. So they clot his blood. Yeah. It did. How did it do the opposite? Honestly, I don't the exactly. The medicine did the opposite? I think his – so his body had some kind of reaction to it. It's called HIT, heparin-induced thrombocytopenia. Wow. See, it's uh, impressive. You know, it's impressive. But, I, but that's not that's not my – I do orthopedics. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you're doing we, we do a little bit in that, but yeah. – that's like a little outside my realm, but the, the basics of it, he got a blood clot, run him to the operating room, and there was a PA, a resident, a surgeon, and me. They all got, you know, glasses with microscopes. I'm still like kind of sleeping, like slap myself and awake in the bright OR. Mm-hmm. And then we cut this guy's belly just fully right open. Oh, and wow. the artery is kind of behind the stomach yeah. back here. Yeah. So the surgeon takes all the intestines and takes the stomach and says, hold this. Yeah, and you're so just I'm literally holding, his, holding organs. his organs to the side. And he looks at me and he goes, don't let go. Don't you're drop gonna, your organs. Because you're going to fucking kill the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I actually his was. His life was in your I mean, hands. Maybe, literally. maybe not. I don't know. He might have just been like, like just it make, been like, make my job fucking like, easier. Like, dude, if you drop the It would have hit his hands while he was taking oh, out yeah. the blood clot. And he yeah. had to cut out the arteries and kind of, I don't know, sew yeah. some stuff together. I don't know. Yeah. It was pretty fucking nuts. Yeah. But I just remember him Him just – So you just remember holding the organ. Literally just holding and the organ. And I, mean. I was watching bright yeah. red blood yeah. <laughs> coming out. I, yeah. like, I had no idea what was going on. That's what I mean, that, like these experiences. Of, like I, I'm, not, I'm imagining yeah. what that was like, yeah. but like but like I didn't experience that. You experienced yeah. that. And like that – something like that, 
you know, just these perspectives of like you're holding this guy's organs. Yeah, and, you know, changes the way you view life probably as you. Oh as you yeah. Know it, you know. I yeah, mean, I mean, holding a guy's organs. You know, I mean. So throughout that training, you see every part of life, good, bad, yeah. beginning, and you know, my first day, I helped deliver a baby through a C-section. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. That I, honestly, that was that was incredible to see. You know, six weeks of just babies being delivered between yeah. regular deliveries and cutting open. Yeah. It's it's pretty nuts to see kind of the beginning of that, and then kind of seeing towards the end, um, yeah. and then all the in between, yeah. between seeing sick people and healthy people. Yeah. I spent a lot of peop- a lot of time just educating people. Right. Um, you know, we get sent to a lot of areas where there's not a lot of educated. Uh, people like not a lot like like schools and stuff. Schools. I went to uh, Hempstead High School. Yeah. We taught health class. Um, you know, just tr- the basics. Um, what I think is the basic, and what you think is the basic, because you know we kind of like to eat healthy and take care of ourselves. These kids, that's not the basics. Yeah. You know, telling them you shouldn't drink ten cans of soda a day and have chips all day. Right. You know, it's okay to have it in moderation. Moderation. Moderation but, is key. Yeah. Honestly, uh, key. Mo- moderation balance. Is, Moderation is absolutely key in everything. I mean, it is, yeah. you can, you know, <laughs> you could smoke a cigarette once, you're not going to get cancer. No. Smoke a cigarette 30 times a day for yeah. 30 years, you're going to get cancer. I mean, I just think it's like take it from take it from you, you know, and it's like people are looking all around for answers, mm-hmm. right? They're all around clickbait, clickbaiting yeah, articles. Yeah. But then, it's like, crazy. you take a step back and you're like, okay, like, I know somebody that went to school and educated themselves in, you know, uh, in this field. Yeah. And uh, we should pay attention to it is the point. Yeah. Um, I think the clickbait stuff is just – even I, even getting I, worse and worse. It's, even I fall for it. And then yeah. you got to be like, you hold know. on, hold on, hold on. You Let know me that like, you fell for it too. Yeah. That, but at least if you know you fall for it, at least you'll be like, all right, I'm not going to share this to a thousand people and yeah. tell everybody how alarmed I am yeah. by this. You kind of just, it's kinda uh, like you a, got me. It's kind of like me. a guilty <laughs> pleasure, too. It's like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. You click it, you're like, oh, that looks crazy. Like I fell into it. And I'm just going to like go down this this road of like believing mm-hmm. believing it, but like, yeah. not really. Yeah, that's, yeah. You, you kind of just get, you get lured into it because you almost, depending on what the clickbait is, sometimes yeah. you like the thought of the clickbait. Yeah. Yeah, and then you're like, ah, nah, this is. You're like, this just isn't. <coughs> this isn't right, or yeah. So many, con- there's so much contradicting information out there at this point. Like, yeah, it's absurd how much contradiction there is. And I would <coughs> say, so I think the biggest thing I try to educate people on healthcare, um, besides the actual health aspects, is the contradicting info isn't always bad. What we do in medicine, which not all professions do is we learn from our mistakes yeah <clears throat> you do something you do it for a few years and we're always like doing studies and, and testing it out like um you know that when you do drugs there's phase one two three and four trials mm-hmm. a phase four trial is you're testing it after it's already out just to make sure things are still going smooth yeah and after a while you're like oh shit we thought it was good and then all of a sudden something came out and it's different let's change this or let's look at it again. And that's the thing. It's not always – I feel like you know, in politics you say, you call people like flip-flopping. It's not necessarily flip-flopping. It's real – it's admitting a mistake and trying to fix it. Yeah. Or you just have new information. Yeah. And that's like that's – that's just a normal part of, of life is, <clears throat> is realizing that you – that you messed up, or that you, or that you uh, changed the way you're, you change what you think, and, yeah. and I don't think you should ever be whole, be held that accountable. I mean, depending on what it is. For yeah, that. yeah. I mean, there's context to it, but saying, "Hey, I was wrong. I'm gonna make it better. I'm changing, and I'm actively trying to do something better." I don't think that should be wrong. No, that, no. I don't think that's you no, know, like no. You know? But sometimes people will be like, "Oh, you said mm-hmm. this, and so now you're saying that." Yep. And uh, yeah, it's but almost, you said this. It's almost like people take away credibility for it. And obviously, there's a difference between lying or kind of if you're like saying one thing to someone and then something to someone else, and to be manipulative, that's different. If you believed something, you read evidence or had experiences, and it changed your mind. Now you believe something else. 
That's not wrong. That's growth. Yeah, that's just learning. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's just learning. It's, it's the learning. basic fundamental. I mean, learning. coming from a teacher yourself, that's literally learning. Yeah, I mean, people forget about learning after, yeah. even when they're in school. I mean, yeah. when I was in school, I didn't really think about learning that much. I'll be honest. But then, like once I, once I was done with school, I realized like the value of learning, and I realized that I, if I know now, if I. <coughs> knew now knew then what i know now mm -hmm. that i i'd be so much more successful and so many aspects yeah of i life. mean but we can't do that <laughs> we you can't, know but but i i agree yeah obviously you know yeah, it's obviously you learn but that's just part of life is i learned too late what not too late i wouldn't I say too late not too late but if i was in elementary school right? man yeah if i was in elementary school and i knew the value of learning and i knew to be reading about history and like taking it's it's just a lot when you're in school oh, you just want to run outside and have yeah. a lollipop yeah that's you know? true it's there it's, yeah. you know you're a kid you're not fully developed yet yeah but no you you're completely right but you like know? but i feel like the way the way they keep the way you learn when you're in elementary school or middle school or high school they throw so much information at you yeah man all the different subjects how are you supposed to balance i don't know you're the edu you're the educator here i'm blown away by the education well, system. i just make the kids run and tell them to eat apples like i ah. think that's pretty good but i mean listen i'm not i'm nowhere near any like experience or like knowledge of education but it seems like they're figuring out like kids need to learn just to play and socialize you focus so much on this education part and you take away their creativity. And yeah, you want to be successful. You want to know math. You want to know science. But also, what's the point of knowing all that if you can't interact with people and like have that creative side? You know. Yeah. And I feel like so many little kids are. That's what they need you for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah, I mean, it's something expressing you gotta, yourself. Learn how to how to navigate and. Uh, but yeah, I hear there's just, like I I've seen places they're teaching yoga, meditation. Yeah. You know, they're giving you more of like. They forced me to take band till 10th grade. Yeah. That was a waste. Of, not that a band was a waste of time, but if you would have said, hey, do something you want to like. Yeah. Do another gym. Yeah. I would have loved another gym class I know. or another it's health class. It's weird how limiting. It's like the only – that's like the only yeah. thing that exists. Like you don't realize mm -hmm. that like other things exist. There should be like a creativity class, whether it's – but it w right now it's art, chorus, or band. I don't like either of those. Yeah. It's like or my creativity. Singing. Who likes singing when they're in – Middle school. No, give me a year of singing. Good. Now I know it. And instruments, gr instruments are great for development. But if I don't like it, I'm not going to do it. Well, the weirdest thing I think about the current state of education is the fact that physical education and health is not prioritized by any no. means. Mm -mm. I mean, what mm -mm. what is going on with that? I mean, <laughs> that that that's I just weird. That's, that's it's crazy. honestly just weird. I mean, there's so many things like this that. That, that that are going on, you know, in our society, and for for people like us, for some people, it's just like, why? Like, and, this and, doesn't I, make and, sense. and honestly, I think the funniest thing about gym, it's sports centered. Yeah, it's not health centered. It's yeah. not exercise centered. Well, there has. Been I mean, a I get. I get. There is. There's I think obviously that also depends on the teacher. Oh, I, my school. I mean, I you know, you're my, right. my you're school right. No, was right. straight sports, and then we threw in a little bit of a uh, uh, square dancing. Yeah, well, square dancing is good fun. Yeah, but like if I, I know you're right. I mean, most kids don't aren't good at aren't like. I mean, I from my experience, say, yeah. from my experience in a in a in a gym, um, most of the kids like aren't athletic. Like there are the athletic kids. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And but they dominate all the games. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And then the other kids are just left without confidence and with, yep. le with left without a self esteem because they just feel like they're just unathletic yep. mm -hmm. pieces of garbage. And then they don't want to. Where that's not the only form of physical education or physical exercise. No, I mean, dude, like they should run. teach you some just sports, run. like teach kids sports, but allow them to be like, hey, <clears throat> you're gonna do like a month of sports and then you get to pick. Do you want to dance? Do you want to do the weight room? Do you want to do yoga? Do you yeah. want to just walk? Just fucking walk. Well, they do Walking's have great. that in, in most high schools. They have the... I didn't have a choice. And most high schools have choices that you can... So when I was there, we did probably 
one unit of weight room. Well, that's probably because everything is more progressive now. Well, too. I mean, this was schools are more progressive. Well, this was we're 10 in twenty twenty one. This was ten years. Yeah, basically ten years ago. Ten, so no, it was ten years ago. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, things might be different now. I just, from my own experience, that's what I had. You know, but I, I think it's just so vital for kids, you know, to get the health and education. Yeah, I mean, it is. It you know, is. I actually, I was, you know, I, I was actually talking to a guy in the gym today. Finally, I asked someone for a spot because <laughs> I needed, to, I needed some help. So I asked the yeah, guy. I for, mean, you gotta. It, sometimes you just gotta. Yeah, I actually, I ended up like lifting like twenty, almost twenty pounds heavier because I asked for a spot. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I started talking to him. And he's like, you know, what are you doing? And. He was saying, he's like, yeah, man, you know, this guy was big. And he's like, I went to the doctor for my shoulder. And the guy wanted to give me a shot. And he's like, you know, I don't really want to do a shot. I want to go to PT. So he goes to PT, and they make him do the bands, in and out, up and down. And he's like, he's looking yeah. at he, He's jacked. Yeah. And he's like, this isn't doing anything for me. So he actually goes to Westchester uh-huh. to see a physical therapist who's wow. like, knows what he's doing, yeah. and it's so good. And he's like, I'm going to these doctors, these medical doctors, these orthopedics, these PTs. They don't know how to exercise. Yeah, yeah. So what? So what were they doing with them here? With them here? They well, the doctor just said, <coughs> "Here, I could either give you a shot or just don't work out." I, the, you know, the shots it, they work, but they're not. They don't fix the problem. Yeah. They kind of just well, exercise. You need to be. You need to start being. Yeah. Active. Again. But the the doctor told him just don't work out <coughs> anymore. Don't bench press anymore. Yeah. I was like, well, why don't we address? The problem, yeah. you know, rest it and rehab it, and then address it. The, yeah, I mean, well, that's problem. that's like one of the biggest things that uh, you know the medical field is facing that they are not given any sort of um, they're not given the right education. No. They're given the they're I don't know if it's just it's, in America or I would say medicine is probably based off of American education. I feel like other countries, a yeah. lot of them train to come work here. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of foreign medical schools that they come here to work. So they learn to come here. Yeah. So they are based off of our medical model. And our medical model is identifying sick people and giving people medicine to stop being as sick. The preventative medicine mm-hmm. is very lacking. It's improving. Yeah, I learned a lot of preventative medicine. You could actually get paid more. Or not actually, you don't get paid more. But you can get like your loans forgiven. To work in preventative medicine. Preventative medicine being primary like, care. I would say primary care is preventative. It should be. It should be because you should go uh, to your primary care physician before you. Yes. Yeah. As a, have a we should problem. be going to our primary care every year, right. getting checked up. But the issue is, <laughs> last time I went to my primary care. They took blood. They did an EKG. They said you're healthy. They said see you later. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where was the education in that? See you. I later. don't need the education, but no. what about all the other people that do need the education? Yeah. yeah. They're not getting it. No, they just. Wh- is it me or are those visits usually very quick? It's not you. It's the health so system. So quick. It's the health system, but it's not the doctor's fault. In order for the doctor. To pay his bills, to pay his medical malpractice, to pay his loans, to pay everybody else, he needs to see X number of people in a day. Yeah. And in order to see X number of people in a day, he can't spend an hour Has with you. quick, yeah. So that's just how the healthcare model works, which that's a whole giant can of worms yeah. that I feel very strongly about that yeah. is a mess. But what pe- some people are doing who are in kind of working in more affluent areas, so say you – want to do preventative medicine as a, as a patient, you'll pay me a lot of money to be able to come to me whenever you want and we'll sit down for as long as you want. So at the end of the day, I'll make the same amount of money, but I only have to have less patients because you guys, mm. you pay me one, maybe you pay me I the same amount more. as 10 people. Yeah. So I'll give you the time as 10 people. Right, right. Call me on the phone. You, you know, you, you email you me, yeah. you, you, you sit down, we have an have hour talk. a personal talk. relationship with your doctor. Yes. But the problem is it's so expensive. And insurance doesn't cover it. Right. Yeah. So we're all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think we're all fucked. I think a lot of people are fucked. <clears throat> it, you know, I try to help as many people as I can. You can't help everybody. Um, but I think we could try our best. I, I, I think <sighs> things are getting better. But until there's a, a giant dynamic switch in the healthcare system, I think 
community education. There needs to be a dramatic best. change. There needs to be a dramatic change. Dramatic. Dramatic. Uh, absolutely. You you know, even sick patients, they go into the doctor, they get a me- medication refill, and they leave. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's just uh, that's just a whole other uh, other thing, you know, treating every sickness with medicine's great. But, medicine's, but medicine certain, saves lives, but and, and certain it's medicine great. can be replaced. For example, psilocybin. Before, psilocybin. Okay. Replace yeah. psilocybin. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Fungi. Yeah, I mean that was an incredible documentary, and honestly, even before this documentary came out, I've been seeing. You know all these studies because I love reading about all those medical studies, and they tr- the first study I read from Maps was treating soldiers with PTSD with MDMA. Yeah, insane. Yeah, absolutely yeah. insane. Yeah. You know all these yeah. Schedule One marijuana, yeah. psilocybin, yeah. acid, yeah. MDMA are level one drugs. Cocaine, oxycodone, Xanax, level two, and Xanax. That's crazy. I don't know what level Xanax is. It's, I don't even think it's level two. I mean, it's it's just things like this in 2021 that just they need to be said. It, 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 needs, it needs to be to said, be. and it and it is being said. It I is think being said. There's the medical community is actually recognizing it. Right. The medical community is recognizing. Yeah, they are MDMA, psilocybin. Small, small steps, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Small, small steps. steps. Cocaine's listed as having medical medicinal properties. For vasoconstriction. Well, it 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 did. It, it does. It did. It does. It, it did, and it does. And um, it's just it's weird thinking about the evolution of of drugs, how they go from good originally when they were first discovered mm-hmm. to outlawed, mm-hmm. and then like now it's back to yeah. Well, we're like, I, oh wait, it's not so bad. Maybe I, it I would be. say the funny thing about psilocybin, it's not even a drug; <laughs> it's a chemical. It's like a natural chemical that's been here, according to Fantastic Fungi, yeah. before everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe maybe not maybe not psilocybin itself, maybe just no, like mushrooms fun, itself. Yeah. But fun, psilocybin, well, fun, fungus, fungi. Medicine's been here forever, and I think, you know, like you know, there's so we have so many medications that come from plants and yeah. penicillin in yeah. the movie penicillin. Yeah. Literally, penicillin's yeah. one of the reasons why we like don't yeah. die from all these infections. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of wild. It's kind of wild. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a. Tricky but we know it, right? We know yeah. it, and uh, it's just a matter of other people knowing. Yeah, I think it's a tricky slope, and, uh, but I yeah. think people really need to get educated on it. I think I think, I think it's awesome. I think they do. I mean, I just I feel like something natural, something a naturally occurring substance like fungi, fungi. Is uh, and or plants, mm-hmm. uh, to question the the uh, validity yeah. of them is like how could you even question that? And well, I would say you know? devil's advocate a little bit. Opium is natural. Yeah, you know, and I think yeah. we see that. Oh, there's, there's some poisonous. Occur- there are poisonous. Yeah, but I think we know substances. that this is kind of something that actually is very beneficial. Yeah. You really can't slightly. overdose on mushrooms. I don't even know if you could overdose on acid either. I mean, acid's not natural, but in the same concept of you can't really overdose on it. You could overdose on caffeine and Tylenol. There are people that die every year from overdosing on Tylenol. Dude, I overdose on, on caffeine. That was pretty crazy. Caffeine and then patch. Patch ate a quarter of mushrooms. Yeah. And uh, I think he was all right. <laughs> I think it's good. Yeah. yeah, there's like no over there's like no overdose limit. You might feel uncomfortable. You might Yeah. You know. But you'll find yourself after though. Yeah. So Yeah. It's, it's gonna crazy. work. And out. I think one of the biggest things I've been reading you know, I've been reading so much on kind of the, you know, medical properties and healing of all of this is the integration of it. You know, not just like sitting here taking like split an eighth of shrooms and just get like fucked up and look at the stars. Oh yeah. And then go on our day and just be scumbags tomorrow. Yeah. Be like, right. wow, that was fucking sick. Like well, you know, yeah. like you have to like act like it's not gonna it'll change you, but it's not just gonna like flip a switch. Well the point is not to be getting fucked up on these substances. The point is to use them. Yes. Yes. To use them to mm-hmm. 
for the beneficial properties that they have. Exactly. Not and to get fucked up. Exactly. And that's all about your intention. Are we taking yeah, this to so. see stars and colors? Or are we taking this because we want to just, like, become a better person? Yeah. I mean, you'll become a better person if you take uh, psilocybin. If you ingest yeah. psilocybin, it's kind of at the point where that's just what it does. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think it lays a great foundation for that. Yeah, and I, honestly, watching after watching Fantastic Fungi, that was crazy. Yeah, that was that was such and Paul Stamets, Paul Stamets. the way he describes yeah. things, he was just an incredible talker. Yeah, and I think it shows like he's put in so much work and research into it. And then Michael Pollan, he wrote um, Omnivore's Dilemma. I don't specifically know what it's about. I know it's a uh, it's about like food. He he was a journalist on like food and nutrition and health yeah. and wellness. Yeah. And now he wrote one on psilocybin and kind of how it can help. Omnivores kind of dilemma. I know I it's a famous book. Talking about that, yeah. Um, I haven't personally read it, but he wrote one on psilocybin. Uh, not just psilocybin, just kind of like plant medicine in general, and how that can kind of lead the way to changing people. You know, yeah. especially you know with with kind of even with the professional help of like a therapist or a psychologist even more so which they've seen has been happening yeah uh paul stamets what's cool about him was that he never knew about uh mushrooms yeah and then one day he was he worked in the he was a logger Mm -hmm. and uh one of his friends like introduced him to the to to some sort of mushroom mm-hmm. and he just like fell in love with it and became so passionate about it and learned everything there is to know. And he's not even just passionate about psilocybin. It's just about mushrooms just about in general. Mushrooms. He's just a mycologist. Yeah, he's a mycologist. He's just so pumped about mushrooms in general. Yeah, yeah. Which is awesome. The uses and the, the amount of species that are undiscovered is mm. it's something, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Yeah, I get why you'd be so fascinated. I mean, it's a vast, it. just endless network, and the fact that, like you said, no one else really is in it. He's one of the pioneers of the research of it, especially when I don't. What was that? Maybe like sixties, seventies, maybe. Yeah. I think he was in that. So like, there's no internet. Yeah. No phones. Like, so basically, he was like, "Shit, I got, I got a blank piece of paper. Let me just go out and learn about all this stuff." Yeah, and somehow I get to pull it off and it's inspiring it's it's inspiring to see how how you can take something like that on and now look at where he is you know look at how successful he is in his endeavors so it's just like if you're passionate about something Mm -hmm. sky's the limit seriously right you could open it up in just so many different ways and it's just yeah it's awesome to kind of see that like he kind of took something that back then especially once he probably got a little bit older during like, you know, anti just say no and the Ronald Reagan and all that stuff. Like he yeah. was literally devoting I mean, not just to drugs, but just in general. Like he devoted his life to a little thing that pops out of like cow shit and yeah. tree bark and like dead dying animals. Yeah. And he made that his art. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have an open an open mind. Mm-hmm. An open enough mind to be like, there is something to be seen in this mm-hmm. dog in this shit, in this cow yeah. shit. Yeah. I think the most interesting part of that uh, whole documentary was watching the the um, the cavemen. The oh, cavemen s- finding stoned ape theory. Finding yeah, <laughs> and I I I am a firm believer in that. I think that that's very plausible. Yeah, I you know, I know I've heard it I've heard a lot. I don't know enough about it. I think it's an interesting concept. I mean, r- realistically, if you were to give someone who was on the cusp, I mean, at some point we went from some kind of primate to where we are now. At some point, we were at the level of where we probably been, animals probably eat mushrooms all the time. I guarantee you, rabbits go off and eat psilocybin and trip. But like, imagine being at the point where like they have our brains, but they just haven't learned to utilize it yet, and yeah. then they take it. That's that's what uh, is able to. Oh, the way they worded just, it was so good. Yeah, in the just like open open it up into yeah. such a way, like whether or not it was the one singular cause of like our consciousness or just a part of the puzzle. Um, I think it's just like very interesting. Like imagine just sitting here. I mean, the basic 
you know, they literally drew, like, stick figures on the wall. And, like, imagine just, like, eating mushroom all sudden. Like, that thing fucking skyrockets. Yeah. You know, I mean, they. I think, you know, look at the plausibility of, like, a whole religion being started from it. Like, why couldn't yeah. conversations be started from it? I think, I think it did. I think it probably had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I think psychedelics. Psychedelics probably have probably been more more of a root more of the root of our society than we know i think yeah i mean but there's just how do you there's just how do you prove it at this point yeah i mean it's yeah. all it's all speculation right? yeah yeah i well, mean speculating oh i think i think all the cavemen and uh all the religious <laughs> prophets were just tripping i mean it's yeah, a pretty I mean, bold statement it's a bold know? statement but it's you know it's a, like that's why it's called the stone ape theory you got to study it and test it you can you know they can they can go back and you know, they, they see what people have in, like, their bowls in, in these places. I mean, look at look at ceremonies, you know, in these indigenous areas. They use certain substances, and they believe that they're speaking to the gods. Yeah. You know, why not to say that's what, you know. And you, they might be. And they might be. You they never might know. Be. You know, if you were whatever tens of thousands of years ago just sitting here not knowing how water comes from the sky – all of a sudden you eat some kind of fermented whatever or you know something with some kind of substance that just makes your brain fucking flip upside down yeah. and see goblins yeah. you're not going to think wow there's a microscopic drug in this yeah. that made me think that you're yeah. like no this is literally how i speak to somebody yeah yeah i think yeah. that's that it's not far off no whichever way that happened no um, and it's crazy to think we're finally just kind of like accepting that we should be getting into this. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it's, it's crazy to think that, you know, all of the, all of the religions, all of the extremists, the, the extremists, extremists who are, you know, defending their religion, who maybe they even have, they haven't even had the, the, you know, this, this experience on the, on a psychedelic and they're just they're living their life influenced by whatever this is i think in, i think it's crazy how much influence we have on one another how much influence people around us mm-hmm. have on me yeah how much influence the kids i know from here the kids i know mm-hmm. from there people i know all around how much influence they actually have on you and and your your will yeah, right, right. It, it, it's it's especially you know someone like you that's <laughs> not in the past what uh, six months seven months I've met like how many different kinds of people, you know it, it's insane and that could be for better or for worse people influencing on you. It depend- yeah. I think it depends yeah. on yeah. you your foundation. If you're open yeah. to kind of seeing the good in people, that could actually that could be such a great thing. Or you know if you're not a great person or well, I think you have so. issues with people, yeah. it could be negative. I think that that's where the problem is. I think yeah. the problem is is that people really fall into it. And, you know, I, I, I've probably fallen into it. It's just, is uh, yeah, being influenced by by people who you might have grown up with, right? And it's like, that you, it's like you think, what, is, what are they going to think about me? Why does it matter? Yeah. It shouldn't matter, right? Yeah. But it does. There's like this, I think like this I, that's just pressure, right? that's just human nature. You know, we're we've we thrived and we evolved to enjoy. Not only enjoy, I think community is a necessity. Yeah. Of human nature, yeah. and it's just our communities have grown so big that our bodies ju- or our just psyche can't handle that aspect. You know. Yeah. You know, you need community. You can't survive on your own. If you were dropped somewhere on your own with no yeah. other knowledge from other people, you couldn't do anything. You need people to teach you. You need yeah. to teach other people. Yeah. So it's hard kind of getting rid of that natural instinct to want to be accepted by the community. Yeah, it is. But sometimes it holds but, you back. But it holds you it back. It holds you back. I think it holds you back. Yeah. I think in big cities – that people live in, mm-hmm. they're more prone to not not fulfilling their uh, their creativity. Yeah, I think people are held back by the opinions of others in cities because there's so many people 
And there's so, you, you feel like there's so many people that are able to uh, judge, judge you, criticize yeah. your work. If you're in the if you're in a town with five people and five people don't like you, whatever. But like if you're in Manhattan, there's like eight million people that might not like you. Yeah, I guess, I guess, right? Or I don't know. I think there might be like a threshold where like after a certain number of people in a city, it just becomes irrelevant because there's just too many people. Yeah, I mean, obviously you don't care about like the guy on the corner that you just saw for two seconds, but you know, still, you're. I guarantee you, if you live in Manhattan, you interact with more people on a daily basis than you yeah. did. Like what you said, I I think yeah, that's definitely that's definitely very true. And I yeah. think just cities breed higher grounds of um, competition anyway. Yeah, people go there for the competition. Yeah. They want to be judged. Some yeah. some people. Yeah. Some people yeah. thrive, thrive in that area. It. Yeah. Which is why some people like the city, some people don't. Yeah. You know, look at here. We live in a city by the sea, but it's a different kind yeah. of city. You yeah. know, it's a very different vibe out here than it is in Manhattan. There's a lot of people here packed apartment buildings everywhere but like yeah. everyone here is like on the same vibe of like yeah we're cool like dude we were literally sitting on the boardwalk the other night and the amount of people just running biking walking yeah on the beach outdoors yeah. like yeah healthy living healthy living out here healthy living that's the goal is to try to find the, the place where the uh the living is healthy mm -hmm. people are doing good for themselves beautiful out and, here uh yeah, I mean, it puts it into perspective, you know, where, wherever, you know, it's like you think about, you're bombarded with, like, news from all mm -hmm. around the world, right? And it's just, and, you're, and we're here, right? And you just got to be grateful for it. You yeah. got to be grateful for, for these places. and Nothing's like, ever going to be perfect, but it could always get worse. It could always, could always be worse. It could always be worse. It could always be worse. Yeah. You know, we always look at the forward <laughs> uh, it could be a little bit perfect but shit yeah. it could get like, it could get a lot fucking well worse. i'm uh i'm hot it's hot <laughs> it's hot in the van and in, in, in uh sweating a little bit in august in new york gets a little hot especially but, at night so yeah. the thing is with living in a van is like you can be anywhere mm. and i'm here because the waves yeah right? all weekend but all fall hopefully but um but you can be anywhere, so I'm kind of doing this to myself. The, this heat, I could. We could be someplace else. It's August. Where it's cooler. You gotta go far to be cooler. Actually, no, upstate. Maine. You go up to Maine. Yeah, Dude. actually, you're right at night. Dude, at we night. were in Maine in July, and it was felt like late fall. Wow. Yeah. 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 Okay. Maine's beautiful. And, Acadia is uh, insane. And so it's like. Like we're here now, I'm sweating, but like it's this because we're I choo I'm choosing to be here. I'm choosing yeah. to sweat in in the the heat of the summer, in New York. So yeah. hopefully we were heard. <laughs> hopefully we were heard, and yeah, that's it. I don't know. Number one, number one down, that, uh, dude. I one of many. I um remembered that uh that I I had headphones mm. that i didn't that it's I all left, good so it's a run all right, we good went night. for it <laughs>